Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey everyone, as you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free, B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Is there anybody, is there anybody, any Jersey out there that's number 33 is cool? Larry um, my JV baseball Jersey in high school is 33. Yeah, so infinitely not that cool. So 33, uh, the only person I can think of is Larry Walker when he played for the Cardinals. Yeah, um, anyway, episode 33, we took a little bit of a, not hiatus. We kind of did the same thing around Christmas time. We took about 15 or so days off before from Christmas to the new year. We took about 15 days off now. So by when you guys are hearing this, it'll be Wednesday, May 15th. Our last episode was uh, April 30th. We uh, Obviously, you guys know we went to Vegas for a bachelor party. Didn't record an episode last week because we had to recover. Um, but, you know, that's kind of where we're at now. We plan on releasing an episode every single week. Leading up to my wedding, and then we'll probably take another like two week break, um, you know, while I'm for my wedding and my honeymoon, which is on June first. Um, but other than that, you know, we were in Vegas. Um, it was crazy to say the least. Yeah, it was a fun time. It was something different. If you've never been, I definitely recommend going. At one point, before you're thirty years old. Yeah, I barely snuck in there. I barely snuck in there. You barely slid in at that, you old fart. Um, seeing the sports book was cool. It was a little different than I had expected. Yeah, well, the one we went to, we stayed at Bally's, and it was kind of it was weird. Like they were all weird. Their sport, well, Bally's was was really weird because it was like in the basement, uh, like below the hotel, and like right off of like a of like a mall area. Yeah, like I don't know, but there was a bar there, and everything. People were drinking at the bar, especially on like Saturday morning. People there drinking at the bar. Like the one that was in in between like um, Bally's, I guess it was technically Paris. That was a cool looking book. Yeah, I mean they're literally everywhere. It's just that the way that you bet is a little was different, I guess, than I had expected. Um, yeah, for those of you who haven't been, like, you don't go, just like yeah. Go ahead, Trev. Next time I go, I'll have to spend a little bit more time in in one instead of drunkenly wandering around the place. And I don't know. It was fun, like pop in there. We spent enough time. Like we would. We went there at least once every single day. So, like, the bets we made, anyway, for, for me, on the first night we were there, which was Thursday night, so this was two weeks ago, I put a parlay, $20 parlay down on the Sixers and Sharks money line. Sixers hit, Sharks didn't. Um, Travis I just did Sharks, and we yeah. and they lost. Yeah. Second night, we both did Bucks money line against the Celtics. And Cyrus did as well. So. And that hit. Yeah, that hit. We won. And then Travis got went, went a little squirrely on Saturday. I only did one on Saturday. Saturday, I woke up and was feeling dangerous. 
I uh, put hey, some money on Cardinals money line against the Cubs, and of course they got swept and lost. And then my horse, the Kentucky Derby, was just garbage. So, and then we all went in. Me, Travis, and our good friend Kevin, or his good friend Kevin, he was there with us. Um, I guess my good friend too. Um, we all were like, dude, these odds against the guy that was fighting Canelo Alvarez. I can't remember the dude's name. It was it was like um, plus four seventy five. So we pulled we pulled some money together. I threw in twenty. Travis threw in twenty or ten, and then Kevin threw in twenty. So we had a fifty dollar fifty dollar bet on against a guy boxing against Canelo Alvarez, and it would have won like three hundred dollars if we would have won. Um, but it I didn't. Did so he got he got beat because boxing sucks and it's boring. But Vegas is awesome. We had a great time. Um, a lot of dumb shit partying till like the break of dawn. So, but we're back. We're fully recovered. Till break of dawn, yo. Yeah, um, we're full. We're fully recovered. Um, what were you gonna say? I am casually sipping on a beer this episode because we're trying to not go as hard this week since we are recording earlier. It is a Bud Light Lemon Tea. I decided hey. to get a six pack from the gas station, and I don't recommend them. Yeah, so you, I'm just you, drinking them because they're in my fridge and they gotta get. They gotta go. Yeah, I'm not drinking this episode. I got a little bit of a sore throat. I don't know where it came from, um, and I'm kind of cooling it a little bit. Uh, cause I'm probably going to be doing like two weeks worth of drinking straight on my wedding and my honeymoon. So, uh, but that was Vegas. We're back. We're fully recovered. It was fun. I'm, I'm sure I will go back within the next couple of years before I start popping out kids left and right. Um, but, uh, real quick before we go into, we have a big training topic segment that really covers everything on the spectrum. I'm briefly going to talk about game of Thrones and I'm going to sum it up in three words. Fuck Daenerys Targaryen. That's all I got to say. Hope the bitch dies. She's the worst character on the show in my eyes. Almost 100% worse than Cersei than anything she ever did. Burning alive an entire innocent city was the most horrendous fucking thing she's ever done. Fuck Grey Worm. Fuck all of them. I hope Jon Snow or Arya kills her next episode. I don't know how it's going to end. I hope a Stark ends up on the throne because I do not want to see Daenerys Targaryen on the throne. Um, For people saying that Cersei got off easy, I mean, she literally died cowering in fear. And she was never scared of anything in the entire show. So the fact she died in that fashion was kind of cool. And then the mountain and, and the hound fighting. And finally, the hound getting his revenge, even though he died on the mountain, was really, really cool. Um, people were saying it was a bad episode. It can suck a dick because the only reason people are bitching is because it's the last season and we know it's going to end. So we're finding anything to complain about. I thought it was visually awesome. Um, and I just hope that Daenerys dies in the end. So that's all I got to say. I'll recap the finale again next week. But, uh, with that, with that being said, we're going to roll right into the trending topic segment unless Travis has something to say on it. Nope, just can't wait till uh, next mid-next week when there's all this bullshit's over. All right, with that being said, we're going to roll right into our trending topic segment, so let's go. All right, the trending topic segment. We got a lot of stuff to go over. Um, I'm going to freestyle a lot of it besides some of the stuff we're going to talk about. We're going to lead off. We're basically going to cover pretty much every major sport you can think of. We're going to start off by talking about the NBA and NHL playoffs. They're both down to their final four. The NHL playoffs have already started. The NBA playoffs game one's tonight, right? Tuesday night. I think it's tonight. I think it's the uh, Blazers. Sixers and, oh, I don't know then. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure game one's tonight. So by the time you guys hear this game one, will have already been done, but yeah, I mean, Blazers and Warriors. Yeah, Trailblazers and Warriors um, are in the West, and then the Raptors and the Bucks are in the East. So you got um, pretty much the top seeds left. Um, 
I mean, really, does Portland stand a chance is kind of a question I wrote. Uh, I'll kind of let you lead it off, and I'll kind of chime in if I, if I, if I think there's something worthy of saying. Uh, no, they do not. I think we can all agree. They don't, they don't stand a chance. I don't think they belong there. They barely squeaked by the Nuggets. Um, I'm confident that this series is going to be five games or under. A potential sweep by Golden State, but I want to go on the safe side. And there's a bet that you can do that's series under five and a half games and the line's even on that. And I would take that all day long. Yeah, if it, if I think it's the same thing. Um, if it's not a sweep, then it's definitely going to be over in five. I just don't think Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum can keep up with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, especially the way they kind of um, came on in game six against the Rockets. And I think the Rockets were the biggest test in their way anyway, and they beat them in six. And um, without KD, the last yeah, two games. The only game that they have a chance to win is tonight without KD. Um, but even then, they beat Houston in pretty much two games without. Yeah, I, I don't think Golden State's going to bring KD back unless it's necessary. If they're like, if it's like two-two, then I think yeah, they're probably pushed to get KD yeah. back. But if they can win this thing in four or five without him, maybe even six, then I think they'll just keep KD sidelined until the finals. Yeah. So there we go. That's what we think's going to happen. With uh, Warriors. I really want to go out on the edge and say a sweep, but uh, just to be safe, like Travis said, I'll say five. Yeah. Um, it's cool to see Portland there. I just don't think they have the star power or the bench to kind of keep up with Golden State. Yeah, I don't know how they got there. But we can all – safe to say the Warriors are going to win. And then on the other side on the east, you have uh, Milwaukee and Toronto, which I believe the series will be infinitely more competitive than the other. Um, so, I mean, who's going who's gonna to win this, and are they going to be too tired to play the Warriors in the finals? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's going to be a better series just for the simple fact that it doesn't have any sweep or five-game implications. I think it's at least going to go six, um, if not seven. I'm going to actually think that Milwaukee is going to clean up Toronto in in six. Um, I think Toronto's probably a little gassed from that series. They went seven um, with uh, the 76ers last round and and what was a hard, hard hard-fought series on both sides. Uh, but with that being said, they're going to put up a good fight. I do see Milwaukee kind of coming out on top. They have a deeper bench. Um, Cantor's coming on and playing really, really well in the playoffs. Travis told me at work yesterday that he played 40 minutes. Um, and what was that, game six or whatever they played? But still um, – Yeah, six. And I think the Bucks warriors are going to be – will, will be a phenomenal finals. Um, obviously, we'll recap the finals or review, we'll preview the finals um, if it's something other than that. But I do think it's going to be Bucks and Warriors. I do think the Bucks are going to be too tired um, from playing a tough six or seven with the Raptors to kind of compete, and I just see the Warriors winning their their, their third straight. Yeah, I mean, Kawhi's going to have to carry them to whatever they do in this series, and I don't think he's going to have what it takes to overpower Milwaukee for seven games because I six or seven anyway because this game series is going to go seven. I have Bucks in seven. Um, and then whichever team wins is going to be way too tired to play Golden State and keep up with them. So Yeah, because the rest, everyone's like, but the, you know, Golden State sleeps or wins in five. They'll sit for a long time. I don't think rest bothers Golden State like it does other teams. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's different. Um, in if anything, they have, yeah, if anything, they'll have, KD will be able to get healthy too. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to bother them. They're too good. Um, and then – Raptors or Bucks are just going to be too worn out from this series because it's going to be a very physical, tough-fought series, and then you got to turn around and play the fucking defending 
three out of the last four year champions. Yeah, and the only the only team like if the Raptors somehow do beat the Bucks, they absolutely stand. I think zero point zero percent chance of beating the Warriors. The oh, only yeah. team that has a chance to beat them is the Bucks, and still I think that's slim to none. Very slim, slim chance. Um, so that's pretty much the NBA. Super vanilla, like every other damn year. But the um, NHL is a lot more exciting. The Final Four for the NHL. Um, on the East, you got Boston, the Boston Bruins. They're playing a surprise team that wasn't supposed to be there in the Carolina Hurricanes. Although it's starting to look like a sweep, uh, maybe p- possibly. Uh, Boston won Game One, five to two. They won Game Two, six to two. Game Three is tonight. Um, so we'll, you guys will know the outcome of that by the time you hear this episode. Uh, I think Carolina is going to bounce back and win tonight. Who knows? I was going to uh, say, I think they take one at home. Yeah, they, they definitely will take one at home. I think it's going to be 3-1 going back to Boston for game five, and you know Boston will probably wrap it up in five. Uh, yeah. But with that being said, so you no doubt in your mind you think Boston's going to win this series? I mean, I think it's safe to say they will. I'm not going to say there's zero chance. I mean, I'd love, love to see the Hurricanes come back and, and take them, but I just don't see it after the two blowouts they've had. Um, yeah. I would say Bruins in five. I, I think the Hurricanes can steal one. They'd be lucky to steal two and take it to six. But Yeah, if they steal it. both at home, it'd be very, very interesting. I did hear some rumblings that maybe Carolina's talking about making a, a, a goaltender change for tonight. They have two really good goalies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anything to shake it up. When you get beat 5-2 and then 6-2, I mean, you got to do something. Yeah. Um, but will they say the Bruins do beat them or win in five? Will the extras hurt them like the um, Hurricanes? Or, Hurricanes had rest, right? Yeah, Hurricanes did have rest. Hurricanes swept in the in the second round, and a lot of people are kind of alluding to that because I think hockey is a lot different than basketball or any other sport. Where if you sit for too long, I mean, you you got you got some good mojo going going on those lines. There's there's some good stuff going on, um, and I think a lot of that can you know you know hurt hurt a team. So. I think if Boston sits for too long, it could hurt them in the in the Stanley Cup Finals if they make it there. Uh, but who knows? I mean, I, still, I think they're the most complete team left in the in the, in the playoffs. I I wouldn't go that far, but I think that the rest could hurt them because I mean they've had pretty much the easiest road this far in the playoffs. They didn't they didn't have to play Tampa Bay. They snuck through and played fucking the Blue Jackets. And then now they're having to play the Hurricanes, which is a wild card at the bottom side of the bracket. So, I mean, they have a super easy road. I think if they make it to the finals, um, they're going to play a team that they haven't played before, and us or the Sharks, which is more, better than any other team they played. That's very true. They've had a – like you said, besides their first-round matchup whenever they beat um, – Maple Leafs. Toronto. I mean, that, Toronto was a decent team, but they swept them, didn't they? Or that goes seven. I think it went – No. I can't I remember the time ahead. No, yeah, no, yeah, that was that was a hard fought series. But then, like I said, they played the Blue Jackets, a team that was kind of fluky, and they beat. But they even that went. I think that game, that series went like six or seven. And so they haven't. I mean, besides their first round, they haven't played a very, very tough opponent. So I mean, I could see that. I just do think Boston's going to win it early and have to sit. And I do think that extra rest could hurt them. So kind of conversely with that, we're going to go to a different on the other side. Our St. Louis Blues are playing the San Jose Sharks in the Western Conference Finals. Again, the Blues are also a team that really wasn't supposed to be here. They were in dead last um, on January 3rd, and like literally 31st out of 31st in the NHL. And now, I mean, this series seems like it's destined to go seven games. I don't see a way where it's not going to. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to bet on my own team, but the Sharks are smart with the puck. They have 11 of their guys that they took from to the 2016 playoffs when they went to the Cup, which is nuts. I Man, I get that they're a little older um, and they're aged, but they're well-experienced. They know what it takes to get there. They know how to play. They're just very smart. Like when you look at them compared to our team, the Blues, and probably most teams, like they're just so smart with the puck and they make good decisions. Um, and if I'm betting on this series, I don't think I'm going to bet on us. I'd love to see us win, but either way, you got to root for the winner of this series because I cannot stand to see another Boston team win a goddamn trophy. Well, even if Carolina wins out of the East, you know, Carolina and Boston have both won a Stanley Cup. Both these teams from the West have not won one. The Sharks or the Blues have never won a Stanley Cup. I feel like the Sharks have, have been competing for one for a while. Yeah, I mean, so have the Blues. I mean, just because they went to a Stanley Cup three years That's ago. True. But, I mean, the Blues went to three straight Stanley Cups their first three years of existence and haven't been back to one since. So um, either way. Either way, you got to be like I, – I, I don't I – don't, I cannot see a way that this series does not go seven games. They're both – I mean, the Blues are playing really physical. They're trying to fly around and hit the Sharks to slow them down because Sharks, they're quick and they, and they capitalize on mistakes better than probably any hockey team I've ever seen. Like last night when Petrangelo turned the puck yeah. over on the power play, I mean, they took that advantage and just fucking ran with it. They don't, they don't let off the gas ever. Yes, they are old, and they, but that, that also kind of – I think the, them playing so fast and furious and their age, also you can see times when they get tired. Like they went a stretch of like 17 minutes or something like that last yeah. night where they only had one shot on goal. So um, you can see it kind of take, take toll on them. Um, if the Blues somehow win both games in St. Louis, you're talking about a different series. I think they're going to get split. I just think it's going to go seven. I don't see any way it doesn't go seven. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm, I'm rooting for us all the way, obviously, but if I were to bet, I wouldn't bet on us just because the Sharks, like you said, can capitalize so easily. If you fuck up, they're going to score. They know how to score, and they will. Oh, Martin Jones has been really inconsistent. Like he was. I know, but they're – their offensive side of the puck, even though they haven't gotten a lot of shots on goal, like the shots that they do get are very are solid. And like, they don't like the shots they get, like they, especially in game one, like Bennington had like no shot on, no shot on a couple of those to save those. Like they just wide open fucking nets, especially on that, on that two on one. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're supposed to do there. I mean, they, they just finish well. Yes, exactly. So we'll see that I, again. I'm the sharks in Boston is kind of where I would like to lean, but I did have the Blues in the Stanley Cup final. Travis had the Sharks in the Stanley Cup final, so we nailed the West. I yeah. had us playing the Sharks. So did I. Yeah. I did not have Boston or Carolina on the other side. but that's Oh, no. But either way, we, we nailed the West, them. and one of us is getting a Stanley Cup team in, which I feel is solid. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good, especially a team that a lot – like I mean, a lot of people feel like we're picking Calgary. A lot of people are picking Nashville to come out of the West. Um, the fact we picked two teams that a lot of people weren't – I mean, the, I mean – but whatever. Um, so that's hockey talk. Um, we'll definitely preview the Stanley Cup Finals, whether or not our Blues are in or are, are in it or not. Um, we will preview that, uh, you know, in the in, in the coming weeks, whenever that's finalized. Another thing that kind of came out a couple of days ago was the NFL. So they released the full odds on division winners, odds to make the playoffs, um, Super Bowl winners, um, and we just want to kind of take a take a peek at them because NFL is kind of what started this podcast. It was our backbone for a long, long time. Um, and it's going to be our backbone again, kind of leading to middle, end of summer, into fall. 
Um, so we kind of want to run down and kind of give you some highlights, um, what we think are some some good dark horse, big big payoffs, best bang for your bucks. So Travis, I don't know what, what you kind of did for this, but I kind of went by division. Um, or do you just kind of like look across the board and, and see some um, stuff that you like? So I picked, I picked two Super Bowl like dark horses, <clears throat> not dark horses, but like bets that could be realistic, but big bang for your buck. And I picked two favorite lines overall that I like to hit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I did the same thing. I picked like two like dark horses, like dark horse bets you can make. And I put two best bangs for your buck. I also kind of broke it down by division. I mean, you look at the East though, it's, it's stupid. Like the Pats are favored to win the division by minus five fifty on, on Bovada. Um, so not even worth talking about. So what is your kind of, I'll just kind of, you give me one, I'll, I'll give one, you give one, we'll, we'll, we'll go back and forth like that. Yeah, so what, one of my Super Bowl dark horses um, that I picked is the Cleveland Browns. Um, they were plus 1,600, so 16 to 1 odds, um, not bad. If you were going to throw down 10 bucks, you win 160. So, I mean, for, for them to be, to be like that, like if you have some money laying around to throw on them, that's not a – it's not a bad one. I'm not saying that who I think has a good shot at winning. It's more like Jared said, the bang for your buck. Um, like if that were to happen, it'd be crazy and it'd be good payout to win. Yeah. I also have the Browns as one of mine. Um, my, my good payoff for them is to win the Super Bowl Cause I feel like that's such a stretch. That's what I said. Yeah. So my dark horse is for them to win the AFC at plus 600. Oh, I so, thought you said it was for them to win the Super Bowl. Cause it was a stretch. No, 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 no. Like, Super Bowl is great, like, like you said, plus twelve hundred. Did you have that, those odds? Sixteen, depending depending on where you look. Bavada had had different odds in other places than the ESPN article that I found. Um, but the Browns, depending on where you have it, they could be plus six or plus eight hundred to win the AFC. And I feel like that's much more likely than the, them to win the Super Bowl. I feel like I, just, I don't know what it is in my bones. I feel like an NFC team is gonna is gonna win this year. Um, I think whoever makes it the AFC is not gonna win the Super Bowl. Um, so I think my one of my dark horses also going to be the Browns. Also, I mean, peep at them to win the division. That's plus one forty to win to win the division. I mean, not horrible odds. That was my favorite. Um, so I'll jump to that one now. Um, I think the Browns are a thousand percent winning this division. I will take it to the grave with me. There's no way that the Steelers are going to compete with them with their them losing Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Ben Roethlisberger's oldest dirt. And then the Ravens lost a shit ton of people. Um, fuck! I don't even know who the other team in that division is off the top of my head. That's how Bengals, bad they are. The Bengals are oh, horrible. Yeah. So exactly. So the Browns are winning that division. I had them here at plus one twenty-five, which is my favorite. One of my favorite picks. You're gonna win solid money on that. Yeah, I hundred percent agree on that. I mean, like I said, you look at that North and it's clusterfuck. I mean, the Steelers at plus one seventy-five. What I found were their were their toughest kind of a kind of challengers there. Um, so yeah, I, I 100% agree. The AFC South was interesting to me too. The Colts are favored at plus 110, but I think the best bang for your buck, and this is one of my fa- favorite payouts, I think the Texans could win that division and they're plus 275 to win, that, to, to win the AFC South. I very easily think the Texans could win. Yes, the Colts won it last year, but what are the odds of them having two back-to-back years like that with a very, very young roster? I think it's very, very unlikely. So for me, the Texans at plus 275 are a great bang for your buck. 
I also I don't know. I think that division's going to be a crapshoot because I think the Jaguars are going to be good again. Um, I mean, they got Nick Foles. I'm not saying that's anything great. They had a good draft. Um, I just think that they're they're going to kind of all be battling. It's going to come down to the wire. Like the Colts, Texans, and Jags are going to all be within a game or two of each other, and it's going to be kind of crazy. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shopify presents Cool Sheets from AHA to Lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. But going yeah, into- yeah the, ja- the Jags were also one of mine that I saw as well. I, I, I literally put on that the AFC South biggest clusterfuck, probably next to the AFC, the, the NFC North. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the Texans, I, that for me, a plus 275 is a good bang for your buck. Right. And this next, my next one, um, the Super Bowl dark, dark horse. Like if you just want to throw like $5 down and like hopefully root for someone for the year is the 49ers at plus 3,000. So if you throw down $5, you're going to win 150 um, They added two great weapons for Jimmy G, who hopefully is going to be healthy all year. We haven't seen a full dose of him for 16 games. Um, they had a really good De- draft, too. Really, really good draft. Yeah, they added Debo Samuel and Jalen Hurd. Um, so a full Nick year. Barca. Yeah, full year with them. Um, I think that you know they can take the wild card spot and slide in there, which leads into my other favorite, San Francisco to make the playoffs at plus 240. I like those a lot. I like those a lot. I think, remember, I was really, really high on San Fran in our season preview last year, and then Jimmy Garoppolo towards ACL literally week one after I was pumping their pumping their dicks up, and it, it was it was heartbreaking. Um, I don't really usually like teams from from the Bay Area, but if they're going to beat the fuck out of the Rams and the Seahawks, then I'm all for it. Um, I like those a lot. I did not peep peep those at all. So I definitely like those San Francisco because I do think they will be a playoff team next year. So those are awesome. Plus um, 240, that'd be a solid bet. Yeah, it would be. I would be. Especially if it, I wish you could parlay some of these futures, but some, some places <laughs> won't let you do it. Um, one thing that I have that's a good bang for your buck, because I think, I think this team's going to be coming for blood this year. It's New Orleans to win the NFC at plus 400. So to make it to the Super Bowl. To, at plus 400. That could be – I mean, Drew Brees is going to have to have 
like, saying, it's 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 his last party. ride, man. It's it's his last ride. Yeah, he's gonna have to have his retirement party and just go. Yeah. So I th- I think they're sniffing for blood, and this is very very contradictory to me. But another kind of like like you said, like a dark horse that I like is the Rams. As much as it pains me to say it, to win the Super Bowl at plus eleven hundred. Um, I mean plus eleven hundred. That's pretty damn good. I don't think that there's another team. If they can get past the Saints, I think the Rams could easily win the Super Bowl. Um, so you look at the the Saints at plus 400 to win the NFC and make it to the Super Bowl, and then you have the Rams at plus 1100 to win the Super Bowl. Those are both, I think, pretty good future bets if you want to, you know, stash some money aside for a quote unquote 401k. <laughs> stash some money aside, bet it on the Rams, take all the winnings, go to the store and buy all the Rams. Super Bowl shirts and then burn them. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. I would do that. That'd be a great investment. I mean, if you bet a hundred dollars on that for the Rams in the Super Bowl, you're going to win eleven hundred bucks. Yeah, you go to the store and buy fucking fifty shirts and then set them all on fire. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but those are kind of like a little bit of a teaser on the NFL. I know we talked a lot about the draft. We talked about after the draft in our last episode. Now we're talking about preseason, like what we think is going to happen. I'm assuming sometime when we get into dog days of sports season like middle july we'll, that's when we'll probably start to talk about early mid july probably start to talk about the Some nfl fantasy season. stuff fantasy stuff previewing divisions um you know how we see them playing out looking at the schedules um that's we'll probably do a big big breakdown we'll probably have an episode for each division is what i kind of envision um so yeah that's uh that's some nfl talk for now we're gonna roll into um a little bit of UFC talk. There was a UFC 237 this weekend, this past weekend. It was their latest installment on their pay-per-view card. Uh, Thug Rose Namahunas was the women's strawweight champion, and she got body slammed to the canvas on her neck and knocked out by Jessica Andrade, um, who's a fucking – I'm pretty sure is a man. Um, her biceps are bigger than my thighs. Dude, it's stupid, but – I have large thighs. I did not watch. I saw a little bit of the <laughs> – he does have big thighs. Um <laughs> I did watch a little bit of like the replays on Twitter and, and the internet the next day. And from what I saw, Thug Rose was dominating that fight until she got picked up and body slammed. But that's why the MMA, why UFC is so great is you could be winning the entire fight and lose in the last lose at any moment. Um, so yeah. I think she will get an immediate rematch though. So I found, I was actually looked into this a lot today because I love Rose Namahunas. Um, I rewatched the whole fight cause I found it and it was pretty much a huge fluke. Yeah. I mean, Rose was fucking her up. Like, I was, she was just jabbing her in the face literally for, what, nine, ten minutes. Um, and then with every single, every single counter, she was getting her right in the nose, in the eye. She was busted up. And I just think she got lucky with the slam. Like, you see when she picked her up, like, it just caught her neck at a weird angle and crumbled underneath her body. Um, and that's really what did it. I think that. She would have been fine if she just would have slammed her. It just was such a weird angle that, that, that it happened. Yeah, I mean, I saw it too, and I was like, dude. And it was scary too. Um, so, I mean, yeah, she'll definitely get – we'll get an, an immediate rematch though. 100% we'll get an immediate rematch. So about the rematch, I was also looking into it, and I was listening to her post-game or her post-fight interview. Yeah, she's, she, doesn't, she didn't like to be champion. She not only that, but she was just like, I don't really know if I want to fight anymore. She's like, I don't really know if this is what I'm doing. They're like, Are you retiring? She's like, No, I'm not going to make that decision. But she was like, It's cool. Like, I can pay off my house and and stuff. Like, I think she comes from a really rough background, so I don't know if she wants to be like super rich. 
rather than just pay off her shit and be done. But she's only 26 and she's fought like 12 times. And she was just like, eh, I don't really know if I want to fight soon. So yeah, I, I read that like in her post, in her post fight interview, she was like, um, you know, this is a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. She didn't like the burden of being champion. She thought it came with a lot of stress. She had to go, she had to do a lot of press, basically be a puppet for the UFC, which I mean, if you get to that level, they pay you good enough to where you should be okay with that. But some people just don't like it. I mean, Nate Diaz didn't like it. The Diaz brothers hate that shit too. I mean, it's just, it's a personality thing. So I totally get it. I do think they'll coax her back into rematch though. Cause I don't see, I mean, anything. I feel like eventually she'll be like, yeah, sure. But right now it seemed very, she was very hesitant to like, even just want to fight any at all. Yeah. She's like, I don't really know. Cause she's fought like three times in the last three years. Two yeah, I mean, that's not a lot. I mean, you had Tyron Woodley defend his belt four times in, in 14 months. No, I know. I'm saying, like, she doesn't fight often. Yeah, no. So, um, we'll see where it goes. I would like to see the rematch because I do think it was a fluke. Maybe get her, have her get the belt and then and retire was, on top. And she was like, the only reason I really fought this soon was because so they didn't give it, like, give it to an interim champ. Yeah, which is, dude, Dana White needs to fucking pump the brakes. If he wants to fucking quit having interim champs, make, make more divisions then. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Um, we kind of then two other things, two other big things happen at US, UFC 237. We saw two kind of legends. I think they're pretty much done. Um, I don't even know if you can call BJ Penn a legend anymore. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about BJ Penn first since Travis brought that up. BJ Penn got his ass whooped and absolutely needs. I mean, this I is even, it was he didn't really get his ass whooped. I watched that fight actually at Ballpark Village while the Blues were on intermission, and it was a hell of a fight to watch. Yeah, but that's the thing, like, he, I don't know, but he lost his seventh fight in a row. I he mean, was getting hammered in the face, but they were just throwing fucking fists. It was awesome to watch. He's 40 years old. Yeah. He's lost nine of his last 11, and one seven. of those was a draw. Yeah. Now he's seven. 16, 14, and two. Yeah. So, I mean, you talk about a guy who was once the champion in his weight class is now, like, this is the perfect example of no of knowing when to walk away from the sport. I mean... I feel like if I would have lost three in a row or four in a row, I probably would have been like, oh, you know what, man, I'm going to call it quits. I'm going to be a coach or do something like that. Um, but that, by the way, that was a UFC record seventh loss in a row. So it just sucks to see a legend like that, you know, kind of fuck. I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say about it. It just sucks. And then you also have Anderson Silva who got beaten by an inside leg kick. Looked like he tore his ACL. Actually, the test came back negative on that. So that's positive. But dude's 44 and hasn't won a fight since – February of 2017 lost his what last three in a row, three or four in a row. He had, uh, yeah, he's lost a lot. So he, since 2013, after he broke his leg in UFC 168, um, that was, was gnarly. He was 38 then. And then he's lost five times since then. So he has, he's only lost 10 times in his career. Five of them have been since then. Yeah. I mean, he was like talked about as one of the most dominant, he still is one of the most dominant, to ever do it, but you got to know again when to walk away. I'm hoping he's smart about it. Yeah, if he would have retired after that, after he broke his leg, he would have finished at 34 and five. Yeah, which have been awesome. So, two legends kind of, you know, going out on a not so high note. Hopefully they walk away. If BJ Penn takes another fight, Dana White's an idiot for giving it to him because he needs to just be like, or Anderson Silva. Yeah, he's like, guys, you know, I mean, but the thing is though, they draw numbers. Like, if Anderson Silva wasn't on that card, that I don't even know if anyone would have bought it. I mean, we didn't buy it. And we and we've been loving the UFC. Um, so I mean, yeah, I'd been more I'd been more apt to watch it if the Blues didn't play that night. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. 
But there's also a couple big fights coming up. If you guys want to check it out, especially some of the free ones um, on the 18th, May 18th, there's one this weekend. It's Kevin Lee. He was a pretty good guy that fought at lightweight at 155 with Connor Khabib, all those guys. He's actually making the jump up to welterweight at 170. He's going to fight uh, the former um, interim title holder, Rafael Dos Anjos. Should be a hell of a fight. That's this Saturday on ESPN+. Plus. Then you have one on June 1st, which is the night of my wedding, and I'm I'm not pissed I can't watch this. I would have, if, it, if it wasn't my wedding night, I'd be watching this. You have John Jones' last two opponents, um, Alexander Gustafsson and Anthony Smith, are going to square up on ESPN Plus on June 1st. That'll be a hell of a fight, I think. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I think UFC Fight Night um, this weekend, I think it's, what, the 20th? The 18th. 18th. That's one this weekend. I want to yeah. talk about Kevin Lee and, and, and Dos Anjos. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Shit. Had, Grant Dawson is on that card, the kid I really like uh, out of Lee Summit. So, yeah, Missouri, another Missouri kid on that card. Um, is he on the undercard, I'm guessing? I wouldn't – I don't think so. I mean, he might be. He was on prelims of the UFC the other – a few weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, definitely I might tune in to watch that because I don't really have a lot of plans that night. But, I mean, <clears throat> Kevin Lee's a, a hell of a fighter too. So, again, if you want to get in the UFC, these free events, I know ESPN Plus is technically free. Just sign up with a different email every single time. It's not that hard to do. I mean, really, there's a way to game the system. Um, and then there's no, on June 8th is the next pay-per-view card. It's UFC 238. Um, we'll probably talk about that before I leave, I would imagine, uh, or maybe even mention it. There's two title fights in that card. One of them is, um, Cejudo, uh, the, the little guy. And then I can't, there's, an, there's another women title fight that night too. Um, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. So we'll talk about that, but then there's obviously the big one coming up in July, which is could pro- we'll probably do a whole episode about that one. Yeah, um, the big, the the probably the one of the we talked about one of the biggest cards we ever saw earlier this year. This is going to be top that I think tenfold. Um, so that's UFC talk. Um, baseball, it's middle of May. I mean, there's not a lot going on. We'll probably touch on the MLB again uh, around the All Star break. Yeah, I could give zero fucks about baseball right now until the Blues are out of the playoffs. And even then, if the Blues somehow miraculously win the Cup, I could care less about baseball all year. But I mean, we'll still I, talk about it. I, I mean, I pay attention, but I don't, I'm not going to sit down and watch a game. Like, Oh, yeah. No, I mean, if, if it's on while I'm at the bar, like I'll, I'll pay attention to it, and I get the updates on my phone. I'm like, oh, cool, we won, or cool, we lost. Yeah. But other than that, it doesn't matter. There's I really start paying attention after the All-Star break, come like the trade deadline, and then like August and September when you have the playoff push. And then your team might not even be in it by then, so it doesn't matter. Baseball's too long. You need to lower it to 130, 140 games. You need 120, I don't know. I was going to say 120. You need, they need to cut some shit out of there. It's way too long. Yeah. But we have uh, the PGA Championship this weekend, which is exciting. Love golf. I know a lot of people have been getting into golf. Um, this is the major that they moved from August. They moved it up to May. And it's the first year they did it. That is at Bethpage Black in New York. I don't know what town it is in New York. 
It's a tough course, isn't it? From what I from what I've heard. Um, I mean, all the made pretty much most major courses yeah. are fucking tough. But this I know is, Beth Page is like notorious. I know it's been the U.S. Open multiple times. Um, so I want to say I think Patrick Reed won. A, I was just looking it up, and like one of the scores I saw was Patrick Reed won a FedEx Cup playoff tournament there a few years ago. And it was, he was nine under, I think, through the whole well, tournament. Not horrible. Not horrible. Not terrible. But uh, but yeah. yeah. So we're going to talk about this, and we have kind of two, two ones. I'll let Travis go first since he's a golf enthusiast um, more than me. I like it. I'll watch it. I pay attention. But Travis is definitely the go-to guy for this. Um, who is your – we have two questions. Who's your favorite to win, like, not like looking at a good value, but like if you look at the board and like who's your favorite to win, and then we're gonna talk the best bet for your buck or the best bang for your buck again. So Travis, so favorite, I, off the top, go. I did two for each because I hate just picking one winner out of the fucking huge golf field. Um, I did two for each. So my two favorites to win. Um, my first one is Jason Day, Ooh. and this may sound crazy. He's plus twenty two hundred. Um, he's played eight rounds here so he's like top 12 in the field as as far as rounds played at beth page um but he's he has the lowest average score um in his career of anyone else in the tournament with eight eight plus rounds played so he could fly under the radar and, and win this okay i like yeah. that and then my second one is favorite to win is ricky fowler never won yeah, a major baby yeah you got That's that? Mine. That's mine. Yeah. He's never won a major. I won't steal it. He's never won a major. He's plus 2000. Just to go off this, he's top 10 in score here, uh, or top 10 in average round for the golfers in the tournament. And there he's played go. 10 rounds here at this course. Yeah, dude. I saw that and I'm like, dude, Ricky Fowler. I'm like, man, he has never won a major. First of all, I feel like he's got, I mean, he, the dude's gotta win one eventually. Right. I mean, I, I feel mean, like he's top. So top listen to this, this in the world. He's finished top five in three out of the last nine majors dating back to 2017 and was top 10 at the Masters back in April. So, I mean, he's like always there. So if you, if you looked at that, like I'm, that's top five. I didn't even look at top 10. Top five in three out of the last nine finished top 10 at the Masters in April. Um, and like I said, he's never won one. I, I, just think, I think the, the kids do. Plus, I mean, plus 2,000 is not a bad bet at all. No, I mean, it's not bad. To, for him to win the major, it'd be awesome to see. Like I said, he, his average round uh, here, he's in the top 10 of the golfers in this tournament. Uh, I think he's usually, he's like right around a 70, 71, so that's one under par. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's solid. And you can even bet on him to finish in the top 10, which is plus 185. Damn. That's so. not bad at all. Well, I mean, if the dude's finishing – like four out of the last nine, that's only the stats I have in front of me. He's finished in the top 10. So, I mean, the, the that's odds speak for themselves. Good odds right there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, um, I like the Ricky Fowler. I looked at Jason Day as well. Did not pull the triggers. I only did, I only did one for each. Um, I like uh, Ricky Fowler. Is, first of all, is a, seems like a genuine dude, and I actually like him. So, um, yeah. I'd love to see him win. Um, now we're going the best bang for your buck. This is like a guy who's maybe down – um, and, and the favorites a little bit, who you think has a good chance to win. So I'll let – do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, I will go first. I have two. I'll go with my first one. Okay. I might, um, we might have the same one, I bet. My first one, I'm going to go with Patrick Reed. Like I said, he is plus 7,000. So you bet $1 to 170. 
So we might as well put some down. He won, like I said, he won a tournament here, 2016, the FedEx Cup playoffs. So he I mean he knows the course. He can shoot low there if he needs to. But I think he's only played one round here, um, which is why he's so low. Yeah, that's true. Um, I like that one. Uh, my dark horse candidate is Lefty. Um, it's Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson's uh, my second one. Really? Yep, plus 7,000 as well. Yep, plus 7,000 as well. Hasn't placed top five at a major. I'll, I'll keep it very brief. Hasn't placed top five at a major since the 2016 Open. Um, he hasn't won one since 2013. Yeah, but he hasn't placed top five. So I feel like, again, it's like kind of like the law of averages that the guys do. Also, he's finished twice, second twice in two majors at Bethpage, the 02 and the 09 U.S. Open. So he came short there twice. I feel like it's his time. He has played this course more than anyone else in the field 16 times. He has the fourth best score out of anyone else at this, at this course. So even if you don't want to bet on him to win, he has plus 600 for a top 10 finish. That's insane. Like, I don't know if they know something that we don't, if he's hurting or something. I don't know. No, he's been hot lately. Yeah. year or so. So another guy that I love to watch golf, lefty. He's fun. He's fun to watch. He's a good guy. Character. What? He's such a good guy too. Yeah, he's an, he's an awesome dude. So we got a, we we got some good people to root for besides Patrick Reed. I'm not I'm not a fan of that guy. Um, no, I hate Patrick Reed. But the fact that he won here two three years ago and he's plus seven thousand. I mean, so you got you got some good odds there. I mean, even if you took our bets and just put a little ten dollar pool and spread it across like everyone that we we just talked about, you have decent odds of one of those guys hitting. Yeah, whether you put it on to win, to place top five, to place top ten. Like, you can look at these odds, and they're kind of crazy. I'm definitely going to do some dabbling. And Darren Rovell tweeted out one the other day, and I, I don't know where he found it at, but he put a dollar on a guy to win – or $10 on a guy to win $4,500. It was a guy who's never finished, who's never made the cut or some shit like that. But still, like, the fact you can, like – there's I feel like these majors always have some crazy people. Some people who aren't supposed to be there are always, like, in, in, in the thick of it come Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, there's one guy that's always up there that's like kind of pushing it and then he falls off on Sunday. So, um, yeah. yeah so except, I mean, for, except for Louis Usazen in the 2011 Masters. Louis Usazen? Yeah, he was like a nobody then. It came out of nowhere to win. Oh, really? Yeah, 2011 yeah, Masters. Uh, he does well at this course too. I thought about picking him, but we have Ricky and Jason Day to win and then you got Phil and Patrick Reed to uh there's dark horses. Dark horses. So you can, yeah. you can throw some money on them to place top 10. That's even good. So I like those a lot. I like those a lot. So that's the PGA championship. I guess the next one after this is either, it's probably the British open, right? Or the open championship in June. I have no idea the timeline of them. I think it is. I think the open championships always in June and the U S opens always in July. They used to have like a month break. There used to not be one in May, like Travis said, it used to be Masters in April, Open Championship in June, U.S. Open in July, and then the PGA Championship in August. I'm guessing they're wanting to start the PGA like playoff ones a little bit sooner this year. Uh, I don't know what why they moved it up. I guess just to, like you said, have one every month. Yeah, because they used to have because a break. the FedEx Cup starts in like late August, so to have a major in the beginning of August and then start the FedEx playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense for them. I mean, you get, if, why they took that month break before, it never made sense to me. But 
that's our golf talk. Are you looking it up? When is when's the next one? Is it is it the open in in, in June? I am looking it up. You're being slow. Page is loading. Being slow. Get some faster internet. Uh, the U.S. Open is in June. Okay. Okay. Where's that at? You don't need to. You need to look it up. I should have just told you right then and there. But Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach. That's a fun course. It's a fun course. Yeah. June thirteenth. So I will be gone. Well, actually, I'll be. That's the weekend I get back. Yep. You'll so, get back the day it starts. You might have to do a solo pod by yourself and post it out. There we go. And then but, the uh, Open Championship is July 18th. July 18th. And that's somewhere over across the pond, eh? Yeah, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. <laughs> All right. Well, that is the PGA Championship odds. So that's our trending topic segment. You know, there's really not a lot of like – I mean, there's big things going on, but it's hard to make an entire episode about one specific topic because I feel like it's a hodgepodge of stuff right now. Like it's I said, as we, yeah, as we get – into like July and like August, we'll start the, fo- the football talk up again because that is our bread and butter for the show. We've done a really good job. I feel like since fo- since football has ended, coming up with topics that you guys are interested in, we're doing really really great. Again, if you listen to us on SoundCloud and you're somehow hearing this, I don't know how you would. You're gonna have to su- subscribe somewhere else, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Speakerbox, fucking Anchor, because we are no longer on on SoundCloud uh, because it was costing us almost twenty bucks a month. To, to publish on there anchors free and they pay us money so yeah shout out anchor it uh it is good so follow us leave us a review that gets us more traction and makes more people see us on apple Podcasts. so leave us a review five stars if you want doesn't matter leave yeah. us one. Rate, rating and review please that would be fantastic also subscribe wherever you listen to and turn on your notifications so you can know when we drop drop episodes um other than that, we appreciate the hell out of you guys. Uh, sorry for taking the two weeks off, but we needed it. And we'll be back next week with another banger. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.